Good morning, welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Saturday the 17th of October. My name is Nick here in Melbourne, studying in China. On Monday, there's the third quarter GDP reading expected to be released. And Reuters has done a survey of economists and found a mean expectation of 5.2% annualised growth, which is much higher than Q2 of 3.2% very strong figures and it, it, it seems to suggest that the Chinese economy is really sort of undergoing a, a V-shaped recovery, not the swoosh shape or the U-shape that ha has been toyed with in sort of analysis. Now, in addition to the GDP, there's also industrial production and retail sales data due out. Retail sales has been a bit disappointing so far, but there's expectations that that will pick up as well. And in terms of the impact on currency, it's been reflected in a, in, a, in a real bounce in the Chinese currency. It's sort of crossed a technical resistance level and it's currently at um, yeah, 6.6961 per US dollar. Now that um, is causing some issues because you know, the Chinese like to keep the currency fairly steady for good reasons and that means they may have to either reduce rates, they haven't cut rates for six months now, and that would you know, hopefully cause the, you know, the currency to stay down a bit. But then if that doesn't work, they may have to do some things they've done in the past, such as changing the basket or the reference basket, tweaking that or even capital controls. And if that was to happen, you know, if they were to release or allow capital to release, then that should be good for Australia's real estate market and even you know acquisitions because they love putting their capital in sort of offshore locations such as Melbourne and Sydney. Moving to an update on vaccines, obviously they've been a big driver behind positive performance in global markets recently, and there's been some new updates recently. Firstly, the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine, which was always the sort of front runner, that has been on hold now in the US for over a month. And apparently that's due to this data issue. So all their information that of the participant that got the arguably the transverse myelitis condition was you know, a UK patient and the way the, the records and data stored there is in a very different way. And it's taken them a month to formulate it in a way that the US FDA can can read it or interpret it how they need to. So that's They've now got that and had it for about a week, so it's expected that they will make an announcement any day now regarding the resumption of the US trial. Interesting there just how something as sort of peculiar as data can be such a delay and such an important thing. Now, in addition to this, Pfizer's just released news pre-market that they expect the emergency use authorization of their vaccine to be um, approved by late November, and their stock's trading up about 2.5% pre-market this morning. And whilst there's been positive progress on the vaccine front, Gilead's remdesivir, the treatment, has been found to not be terribly effective in reducing the mortality of hospitalised COVID patients, according to the WHO's Solidarity Trial that has been released in the last few hours. It's a study that's covered 11,266 hospitalised patients, so a big study, and as a, a doctor that the 
Financial Times quotes, it, it should be enough to cover, you know, to make a meaningful, significant finding. So they mention that these treatments, along with remdesivir, hydroxychloroquine and lopinavir, and interferon re regimes appear to have little effect on in-hospital mortality. So they mentioned that these treatments yeah, had no substantial effect on mortality or reduced the need to ventilate patients. So not looking good there. Moving to the markets now, the US has opened up a little bit. Positive US retail sales figures out there. That's your update for Saturday. Have a great weekend. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.